It's the Creates Happiness Podcast with Nadine, MJ, and Marnie. Come on, sit down. Join the girl talk. That is the description of Hawaii guests and visitors. The confidence and the I don't care attitude is so powerful. You know, they're like cellulite. Sure. I don't (laughs) care. Three crazy wahinis talking whatevers. But it's kind of funny because Hawaii is all about joking on everybody. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're Korean, Portuguese, whatever. Everybody gets teased. Yeah. Everybody. It's the Creates Happiness Podcast. I'm a bee like tourist. They know something. Or something. Yeah, they don't care. Available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tune in every Friday and let us know what you think. If you have any questions, show topics, hit us up at createhappinesspodcast at gmail.com. And that's Create Happiness with a Y. What we do here is bizarre, unsettling, and riveting. You're listening to Create Happiness Podcast with Nadine, MJ, and Marnie. If you have any questions or show topics, hit us up at Create Happiness Podcast at gmail.com. That's Create Happiness with a Y Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. It's another amazing podcast of Creates Happiness. That's what we do. I'm Marnie. Yes, we do. And that's MJ. (laughs) And we're uh, going to talk to you today about everyone's favorite topic, because that is what we all want to know about gastric bypass 2.0. So we're going to be (laughs) talking (laughs) about uh, going into a little bit more detail about the gastric bypass journey. So as you may know, I'll just to summarize for those of you who are listening to this and weren't aware of the first podcast. Um, so I, Marnie Ramirez, uh, <laughs> did have gastric bypass many, many moons ago. In fact, I think it was in 2005. Uh, so I had a procedure done. It was fairly new. It was one of the newer patients in Hawaii that had it. And basically, you know, you just uh, snip snap and you make your stomach a little bit smaller uh, to help with weight loss. Cause I was kind of like a yo-yo dieter, um, type of person. And basically it's like, I just put on weight very easily if I'm not active, uh, no matter how I hard, hard, I tried to avoid it. And, you know, I just kept gaining weight. So I t- had gastric bypass surgery. It was very successful. I had no complications. I had no previous medical conditions. So the surgery went well, um, you know, fast forward to today, uh, I have put on not all of it, but uh, a, a big chunk of it uh, came back on after I got married. So I had got married, had kids, and then I stopped working out. Humans, mm-hmm. humans, we, you know, if you are like myself, where the weight gain is easily put on from a sedentary environment or a non-active environment or a, a lifestyle, you're going to put on weight. And right. you know, those, those are part of the things that you learn about in the gastric program. Uh, and those were the things that I knew about myself. So I knew that in addition to the surgery, you know, I really, really, really needed to be and remain consistent with the exercising. Mm-hmm. And uh, I stopped when I got married. So when I got married, I... Well, I, it's also because you had children, <laughs> mind you. You had twins, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think it's after the children that probably happened. Yeah, because um, there comes a mindset when, um, you know, when, you, when you're when you in a new commitment, when you're a new marriage, you know, you just want to spend all your time with that individual. 
So that was my I fault. Love and that. This mm-hmm. is my, you know, basically, you know, this is my story of what, what happened. So they, um, you know, I was very consistent in gym rat, you know, went to the gym every day oh, nice. uh, uh-huh. since the surgery. So from 2005 to 2010, when I got married, I didn't uh, gain a pound. You know, I remained wow. consistent to yeah. the weight loss from the surgery. So I was very, very happy with it. You know, I was, um, you know, it was a healthy weight. I wasn't underweight, you know, mm-hmm. and, and those mm-hmm. stupid, uh, those charts that they have, like the BMI yeah. charts and all that. Kind of, that's such horseshit. That's horseshit. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say it right now. I'm one, and they want me to be like 175, 185. I'm like, yeah, fucking what kingdom, dude? I'm like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> the world has carbohydrates and sugar. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yo, you need to be 175. I'm like, for who? For yeah. who? You know, I'm Polynesian. Yeah. How dare you? 175. He's like, yeah, that's the weight of my arm. Get away. You know, it's like, <laughs> God bless you. Yeah, those charts are just horseshit. So don't, you know, and that was one thing that, you know, part of the program was to understand that yeah. you're different. You know, you're built differently. Yep. You have different, uh, you know, genealogy, uh, cultural design, you know, so you're different. Yep. Everyone's different. So I exactly. never, ever followed that BMI chart. I never followed, you know, the food chart, you know, because it's different, you know, I'm like, I don't uh, prescribe or subscribe to that. So I was like, ah, you know, it is what it is. It's a nice little uh, piece of information. Should I need Mm -hmm. some kind of information? But I'm like, as far as a a Norwegian, Portuguese, Hawaiian, that doesn't (laughs) apply to me, you know? So I'm like, I'm not going to listen to that. So I'm like, that's nice. So yeah, for five years, I, I maintained weight, you know, never had a problem. I got married and I decided to focus on joy. You know, my entire mm-hmm. mindset went to being with my husband, you know, spending time with him, building a family, you know, when you, yeah. uh, we did, um, I'm not trying saying it, we did in vitro fertilization, we did IUI. So my body went through a lot. In addition to not going to the gym, I did do a lot of like progesterone shots, hormone changes. You know, we had a lot of mm-hmm. that going on there too. So the body started to put on weight. And uh, again, I was not active. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, but you're a mom of three and, you know, you're busy. It's like, not, nah, yeah, not that kind of busy. You know, let's not yeah. sugarcoat it. It's not that kind of busy. You're busy, but yeah. you're not like heart rate in the 175 is busy. You know, you like to keep the weight down busy. And, mm-hmm. and the irony is uh, with gastric bypass is you're eating for some yeah, may go back to normal yeah, where you're going to eat large volumes. Yeah. I'm not that person. I cannot eat large volumes. Uh, people are just like, oh, you're going to gorge and all that. Nope. I still have that uh, limit. I, yeah. Yeah. It's like you eat a little bit and then you stop, you eat a little bit, then you stop and your stomach is warning you. It's like, don't do it. I'm going to mm-hmm. make your day miserable. You know, don't take that next bite. Cause I'm yeah. going to make you shit it out. So you're just like, okay, you know, th- I have that. I still mm-hmm. have that, you know, and I cannot mix flavors. You know, it's like, I cannot eat two types of food in one sitting or else I get sick, you know? So I know that I still have that. You know, I can't do rice very well. I still can't do pasta very well. You know, I still can't do breads very well, but you know, you can eat a little bit of it, but you just can't gorge. There's no way in hell I can do that. Yeah. You know, that's, um, 
you know, that's the next phase. It's like you, even though I'm 10 plus years post-surgery, it's like, hey, you know, you still got that permanent limitation. Right. And um, I think a lot of people don't understand that. They think, oh, once you start putting back the weight, it's like everything went back to normal. It's like, no, no, it didn't. You know, it's like you still have the restrictions. It's just that your, um, I guess your uh, athletic or your physical uh, activities have diminished so much that you're putting the weight back on. So once you start going back to the gym, once you start walking and, and you know, lifting weights, the weight should start coming back off because your eating is still limited. You're mm-hmm. not able to eat heavy, heavy, heavy. Uh, you might eat some... Um, you know, fatty foods and sugary foods, you can, you know, your stomach can tolerate that again, but it, you know, you can't eat in mass volumes, you know, and if that's the case, then, you know, monitor your sugars, you know, oh, yeah. um, monitor your fats, you know, you don't have to blame the food anymore. It's like, now you, you, you've been in the program for years, decades, in fact, you know, it's like, you can't blame the food anymore. Right. You know, it's, it's on you. You got to make, you can take the ownership of that and, you know, figure it out. So now that the kids are a little bit older, you know, I'm in that mindset now of like, okay, let's focus back on me. Let's start making time to just go for a short walk and expand that walk. Let's start making time to do a short one hour weight training session at the gym. You know, let's start. And that helps Mm -hmm. um, to get you back into a healthy lifestyle. You know, when, when children are small, you tend not to want to do anything because your focus is on the kids, you know, making sure that they're being monitored and fed and, and entertained and all that. And then you're, you, you know, put the weight on. And a lot of us females who had gastric bypass, um, we fall into that, that pattern of, you know, we have the kids and we're going to have to take care of them, this, that, this, that. And some women end up becoming anorexic because oh, wow. they're, so, they're very paranoid of, putting on the weight and because they're already at a, an eating restriction, they mm-hmm. just start eating less and less and less because it's easier to keep the weight off or to lose the weight by not eating. And, and then they go into, and then some people, you know, take uh drink alcohol, which oh, replaces wow. the food. Yeah. So now they're getting, their body is malnourished. And then now it's being in a sense, you know, poisoned by alcohol that the body can remain skinny, but it's just not healthy. Yeah. So there, you know, it's very much, I think post-surgery, you know, once you're like maybe five years into your surgery, your mind mindset is kind of, in in my opinion, you know, your mindset starts to become static to your lifestyle. So if you're like, oh, I don't have to eat much and I drink alcohol to compensate the food, you're going to start going down that path and you may not be able to get out. Uh, if you're like, oh, you know, I eat less and less food to the point where I don't eat food at all. I just drink a cup of coffee a day. Then you may get, you know, you're going to fall into that path and you might not be able to get out. Um, you know, if you just be a little bit more realistic, I think you can have a successfully healthy body. You're not going to be a model. You're not going to have right. a model's body. So if you've, that's your mentality, stop, you know, because it's not going to happen for everyone. You know, some people may be blessed genetically and that after the surgery that works, but many of us are morbidly obese. Right. Morbidly obese people are not going to shrink down to be, you know, a Kim Kardashian 
uh, you know, without her plastic surgery. You know, it's just like, you're not going to be a Kim Kardashian body. You're not going to be a model's body, but you can get kind of close to it. Will you need plastic surgery? Yeah, because you're going to have a lot of extra skin. So you're going to have yeah. to remove your skin. Uh, and at that point, some people can become uh, egotistical and they can't switch out of that. Then it's like all about beauty. It's like, oh, I need boobs. You know, oh, I need wow. a, a tummy tuck. Oh, I got to get my arms smaller. You know, oh, I need my legs to be t smaller. Oh, I need a chin lift, you know, a neck lift, uh, a brow lift, you know, and those things for some people are needed. They look like a goddamn Sharpay when they lose all their weight. You know, if you're like 300 yep. plus pounds and you come down to 175, you got some yep. sagginess, you know? A so lot. yeah, you're going to mm -hmm. need help. And there's no, nothing wrong with that. You know, if you can afford do it, you, do it. Do you feel that once <clears throat> you started working out that it actually helped tighten your skin because you were, or did you lose it so rapidly that you couldn't tighten your skin at the same time? Some body parts, uh, yes, you are able to, but mm -hmm. others, it's just uh, Hawaiians. Yeah, alu, 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 alu skin is, there's no way for the, the thing to bounce back. It's just going to be, it's stretched. Yeah. It's already stretched and you can't bring it back. So it's just alu, alu skin. And, and we call that for the tutu ladies when they, you know, poi pounding arms is the, yeah. is the joke that we call it. It's just those wings, right? You point yeah. over there and then you got this big old saggy skin hanging from your arm. Um, you know, with obese people, that's uh, something that cannot be corrected with weight training and all that. It's just, it is. What you can do is uh, probably burn the fat underneath that skin line, mm -hmm. but you're still going to have the extra skin because the skin yeah. stretched. Uh, right. So don't feel bad if you need to do surgery about it. You know, but I heard... It, I heard my friend actually got free plastic surgery done after the gastric bypass surgery. Is that true? That is true. Um, okay. It depends on the amount of skin you have. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time when I had the surgery, it was informed to us that you have, if you had so many inches of skin, I don't mm -hmm. know what the current uh, amount is required today, but if you had a certain amount of extra skin, it was covered by your insurance. Wow. And um, if you didn't meet that requirement, then that would be, um, you know, an elective surgery and you uh -huh. would have to pay for that out of pocket. So, you know, more with the obese people, they all qualify. Every single wow. one of them qualifies because you have way more than like four inches or six inches of extra skin. You have like feet of right. extra skin. So you qualify. Um, and at that point, you're going to have major scarring. So if you're somebody that was yeah. just like, oh, I don't want to have scarring, just like, uh, let's remember you were 500 pounds yeah, and you could only fit a flat sheet and yeah. you're bitching and moaning about having a surgical scar. I'm like, you need yeah. to shut the hell up and get the surgery done. Cause if not, you risk the, um, the possibility of skin irritation, skin ulcers. Right. Cause remember our skin is our largest organ. Right. It breathes, it moves, it needs nourishment, you know, and when you have skin just lying on skin with no air, you have yeah. skin problems. So it's like, no, you know, you're going to have a scar. So which is it? You want to be morbidly obese or do you want a surgical scar that might, that's going to fade over time, Yeah, but it's permanent. You know, it's a permanent indicator that you had surgery and you're going to have to explain that to people. 
Right. You know, if you're going to have gastric bypass surgery, don't be shy. That's the stupidest thing you could do, in my opinion. You know, if you're going to mm -hmm. be shy about the fact that you're getting a health procedure to help you be more mobile, to avoid heart attacks, strokes, um, diabetes, uh, varicose ul uh, ulcers. Also, it, it's hard on your body too, because when you're really heavy and your legs can't support it, your your knees give out, your your ankles hurt, your your whole you know bottom part of your body is holding up all this weight, so it's really hard on your legs. A lot of people can't walk after a while, you know. So like, I feel like that's something that should be i mean like that's stuff that happens to your body when you're this big and and when you're um losing the weight it's actually better for your knees and your legs and your feet and your ankles right yes because morbid obesity um and whether or not it's a, a just past the bmi consideration of morbid obesity or my 600 pound life morbid obesity yeah um you know you are already the mobility is already diminishing. Yeah. Your yeah. mobility is diminishing uh, with the weight. And then as you get older, so a lot of them you see are in chairs, you know, they're, that's why yep. they said, and they, uh, they just sit down all day yeah, and they don't move and that, and that exacerbates. Yeah. yeah. And they can't breathe because it's so hard to move your body and your body is this whole, it's like carrying like a couple hundred pounds of weight and walking, you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's really not easy. So if you're a normal human being, uh, the comparison to that would be to be carrying, uh, walking yourself and carrying two of yourself Yeah, all yeah. over, you know, imagine carrying yourself two times, uh, two of yourselves and, you know, it's, it's impossible. It's hard. Right. And your body organs, your heart and lungs are a limited size. Yeah. You know, so they say your heart is the size of your fist. You know, your right. lungs can only, you know, expand and contract so much. If you have so much uh fat surrounding you, you know, it really doesn't have that ability to expand and contract. It's just constantly right. suffocated. Your joints need mobility or else you get yeah. arthritis and in joint pain. So there's um those are majority of the reasons uh high blood pressure, diabetes, yeah. um, you know, uh shortness of breath. Those are the reasons yeah. why a lot of obese people come in for the surgery uh and assistance because A, they want to live, and B, yeah. whatever they're doing is not working. So they need some type of intervention that hopefully will remain permanent. And that's said, where the program comes in. You said it comes with like psychological, like a psychiatrist or a psychologist that you have to actually Absolutely. talk to. And then does that also continue after you get it done? So do yes. you have, oh, okay. And how yeah. long does that last? Uh, as long as the patient needs it. Oh, the great okay. part about a comprehensive weight management program that I was, I am a part of, and even though I had the surgery years ago, I'm still part of that program mm -hmm. is uh, they want to follow you long-term. You know, they mm -hmm. want you to remain successful. They want you to remain off the medication. They want you to live a healthy life. Mm -hmm. So when you start to falter and you find yourself putting the weight back on by default behavior, whether mm -hmm. it's uh, eating the wrong foods again, uh, eating uh, too much food again, or not exercising, you know, they have a dietitian and they have a psychologist that you see for guidance. You're like, Hey, I'm slipping again. I need help. 
Yeah. You know, and sometimes, um, you know, we just need that little boost to remind us to get back on track, you know? And I then think you that's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You need that. You need that um, help. You need that sometimes when you slip, especially because not everybody has that. And to have that available for you, that's great, you know? Because a lot of people look at uh, weight gain or obesity as a disease, Mm-hmm. You know, much like alcoholism, much like yeah. drug addiction. That's you true. Know, um, they're terming it uh, as a disease because the mind cannot stop whatever it is that uh, yeah, generates it's an addiction. Their yeah. So it's addiction yeah. of food. Uh, yeah. It's an addiction to uh, lack of mobility. You know, it's just like, I just don't, I know what I need to do, but I just, you know, my body or my mind keeps telling me, don't go to the gym. Don't yeah. go for that walk. I'm tired. You know, don't I do don't want to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you I deduce yourself out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like we always, um, obese people, we tend to deduce ourselves out of what's right very easily. We'll, we'll easily find an excuse not to go like, oh, I don't want to get sweaty or I have nothing to wear. And, you know, sometimes we don't. And then it's like, oh, I have nowhere to get way to get there. Or, you know, I don't want to be seen. You know, so it's just like, ooh. I understand that. Like, even me going to the gym and stuff, I don't want to be seen um, while I go to the gym. So I like to do it like in the privacy of my own home type of stuff. So I understand that. And sometimes I, I tell myself, like, I don't go to the gym, right? I And I, I don't work out. And the only thing I do is I find fun in things I like to do, like hiking. So then yeah. I'll go and pu- push myself to go hiking once a week or something, just, just because I feel that that's an excitement for me, something new to see something, you know, and actually if you find a reason like walking my dog, because my dog needs, my dog is a large breed dog, you know, and he needs Mm -hmm. to run. So I feel that he needs a lot of exercise. So I actually walk him twice a day. And after you told me about, um, your keto journey, when you was telling me that after you eat, you should go and walk for 15 minutes because that lowers your sugars. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that. So I'll eat breakfast and I'll take him for a walk and then I'll eat dinner and then I'll take him for a walk just oh, so nice. that I can, you know what I mean? So that I can keep the sugar levels down because of what you told me. And so, and, and I do it because I have a reason I have a dog that needs to yeah. be walked. You know what I mean? And yeah. I like taking him for a walk. And so then it gives it helps in that situation. If you have a reason to do it, like even your children, if you think your children, you know, are, is gaining weight and you want them to then go and play with your children, you know? Yeah. Take them out of the house. Mm -hmm. I think, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of what paralyzes, uh, morbidly obese people or people who gain weight is our, our, um, our anchor, which is our home. Yeah. We don't Mm want to leave it. Yep, We're just constantly like, oh, I worked all week long. I'm tired. I just want to stay home. You know, that's my big excuse. You know, yep. sometimes uh, I got meetings. I don't come home till like 11 o'clock at night or I have yep. a performance. I don't come home until like midnight. I'm like, I'm not looking at going for a walk. Yeah. Oh, you're nuts, yeah. Right. And then yeah. what do I do, I sleep in in the morning because I'm tired. Yeah. And when I wake up the next day in my head, I'm just like, I had a really long week, you know, fuck exercise. Yeah. I yeah. Have no, you know, I have no desire I feel that to sometimes too. <laughs> yeah. Then you go on TikTok and then you see all these people get out of your house and exercise. I'm like, oh, shut up. Just <laughs> shut up. You know, flip. You know, you just go to the next video. 
but uh, that's the key, right? It was consistency. The gastric bypass journey is all about consistency. It's all about uh, changing your lifestyle. And when you do it, you can become successful. And that's, you know, if you have no surgical complications, which yeah. I, you know, got fortunate, didn't. I did not yeah. have. Um, you know, there are others that suffer surgical complications. They have leakage, they have ulceritis, you know, they have um, uh, bowel or intestinal uh, twisting, you know, they, they have, there is complications to gastric bypass. Yeah. It's not simple. It's not like, oh, you got a, you know, easy, you know, yeah. uh, weight loss program. It's not, it's not easy. It's a permanent, difficult decision. And if you're just one of those people that do not do well with the surgery, it's for the rest of your life. They yeah. cannot fix it. You know, if those things happen, they'll try their best to fix it. But the bottom line is your body mm -hmm. is not designed for that surgery. But we didn't know until after you yeah. had the surgery. Exactly. So unfortunately, it sucks to be that you, you know, it sucks to be that person. I have a cousin who struggles with it right now. He had gastric bypass. He was massive. And then he lost the weight, but he has some complications, you know, yep. and he's a young guy. Yeah. But the weight loss surgery was was successful. Yeah. But it did come with medical complications. And that's the reality you have to live in. And, yeah. um, and for those that were um, are considering the surgery, you know, just keep talking to the program. You know, if you're not in a program, get in one because mm -hmm. there's no one answer. You know, a surgeon is a surgeon. That's all they mm -hmm. are. They're a surgeon. They're not yeah. the dietitian. They are not the psychologist. They are not the uh, uh, practitioner nurse. You know, they're not those things. They're the surgeon. Their yeah. job is to do the surgery after, uh, before and after they'll give you advice, but it's very focused yeah. on the surgery. Yeah. That's not true. you, not you yeah. before and after. I'm like, it's kind of limited to that. Their, their, their whole purpose is to make sure you have a successful surgery. Yeah, And then they branch you out to others within the program that will help you with the other needs, like how to eat, how to deal with weight loss, you know, how to deal with social environments, you know, how to cook, how yeah. to purchase things, you know, how to fund weight loss. And that's another thing. You got to yeah. fund your weight loss because you're going to have a dramatic change in your size. You're going to have a dramatic change in your eating. Yeah. And you have to learn that. And you're not going to learn it in the program right away because you're not living it. Right. Once you start living it, that's when the, all the questions start popping up. Like, oh, what do I do about you know clothes? What do I do about, um, uh, you know, plastic surgery? What do I do about cooking? You know, what about, you know, I don't live alone. I live with my family. Right. How do I merge this two, these two lifestyles? You know, all these things come up post-surgery. We try to plan for it ahead of time, but that's only if you, the patient, are open with your information. Yeah. Doctors in the program are not goddamn mind readers, you fucking mutt. So open your mouth and tell them. You know, I'm yeah. so sick and tired of people being shy and embarrassed and withholding information. It's like, then you will fail or you will struggle. It's yeah. one or the other. I'm like, be open with your goals. Be open with your questions. Be open with your um, concerns. But, but if, if you're you going to make quiet, this, I also think like, <clears throat> if you're going to make this decision to change your lifestyle, you have to change your lifestyle. Like, I, I don't think like you should just do it just to lose weight quick. I think 
you should do it because you're gonna make the change. You're gonna eat better. You're gonna take, you know, you're gonna take the time out to walk every day or whatever's. I just feel that it needs to be a if you're gonna make the decision, you need to make the decision to change your life. Yeah. Cause yeah. the weight uh that's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Uh, that applies to everything, you know, from finances right. to professional goals yep. to um, academics. That yep. applies to a lot of disciplines. But with gastric bypass, it's that's why you go into the program ahead of the surgery. Right. So you are aware of your commitment and your requirement. You have the surgery, then you go, you maintain your presence with them. Post-surgery, you go to all the mm -hmm. follow-ups and all that stuff. And you're reminded and continue because after the surgery, you know, it is such a different world yeah it is such a different world that you're just like whoa what the hell you know it's like how do you navigate through these things and guess what you're the only one in your family that did it yeah so there's no one with experience ahead of you saying oh this is how i did it or this is what i'm like when i had the surgery it was new so there was nobody to help you aside yeah, from you, other patients you don't have that outside support unless you go to your dietitian and your psychologist yeah. Yeah. So the program was extremely valuable to me. So I stayed with the program, I, I would want to say like maybe a year before I had the surgery. And Ooh, I was maybe the fifth you should person. start a support group for, for gastric bypass. No, seriously. Wouldn't that be cool? Like everybody get together and they talk about like their journey and what's difficult for them and how they're overcoming, overcoming stuff, thing stuff. And you know, like how everybody's doing their own journey, but they're still helping each other out and they have that support system, you know, like a buddy. Yeah. Cause the, <laughs> that the, would be so cool. the comprehensive weight management program, they still do that. Oh, it's, nice. uh, it's a consistent uh, program. They do that. Um, and they do it by Zoom during the pandemic and they meet in person, you know, because it also has an opportunity for people who are considering the surgery to come in and hear testimony, like you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so it's very positive. Uh, but again, it's like really limited to time. So, um, you know, it is a great thing to do. And that's something I'll consider because, you know, um, I do still see, I see some of the people that um, had the surgery in the past that have put on the weight uh, mm -hmm. again. And, you know, I don't want to, I want to tell them, it's like, don't lose hope. You know, even like myself, I don't lose hope. It's like, I know yeah. what I did and I know what I need to do to improve this situation. I blame no one. I yeah. don't blame food. I don't blame, um, you know, spending time with my kids. You know, I don't blame anyone. I don't blame any issue. Uh, I just say like, I put a pause on me. Mm -hmm. I put a pause on my, um, you know, medical and health uh journey and now mm -hmm. it's time for me to start again it's like like anything you can start again this surgery is permanent you know yeah. it's not like i'm growing a third stomach you know it's like no it's like this is you know you had the surgery this is how it goes now get your ass back to the gym start walking you know it's like watch your food selections you know if you're eating a lot of sugary stuff stop if yeah. you're eating a lot of fatty stuff stop you know it's like just pay attention, start paying attention, get back to paying attention to you and you can be successful again. The weight will come off again. Uh, some people, you know, go into getting, um, what is that? The sleeve. So yeah. that'll be a, a different episode, but, um, you know, people get so desperate. They go back for the sleeve. People get desperate. They want to say, can I do the surgery again? 
Oh, wow. You know, it's like, no, but I don't think that's a fix all. No, because it'll come back again. It's going to be doing the same thing again. It's, it all depends on you and how you want to see yourself, how, you know, cause really yeah. if you don't do anything about it and you just think that simple solutions are going to fix it, it's not, it's not. Yeah. It's never You're absolutely simple. correct. Yeah. It's not, it's a, um, it's an engagement that, you know, is long-term and it's very, um, time-consuming for some, you know, gas, like we said, you know, obesity to some is, is a mental illness, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a problem that they have with their relationship with food, their relationship with exercise, mm-hmm. their relationship within themselves, mm-hmm. you know, like some say that obesity is, um, a way of people to punish themselves, right? You know, they yeah. overeat. They like the attention that they get by being obese. You know, it's like, we don't know. But the thing is, it's a mental game that, you know, you got, you constantly got to work on and don't yeah, I, ha- give up. I think it's a it's a depression thing too, right? Like when you're depressed, um, some people eat more when they, they're depressed. And then like for me, I don't eat when I'm depressed. I go the opposite way. I'm just like, no, I won't eat. I won't drink. I won't do anything. You know, like I'll just be depressed, but <laughs> I linger but in I'm sadness happy... and stare at walls, but I don't <laughs> yeah. eat. I don't eat. <laughs> and then there's people who are like, give me that tub of ice cream, you know, like, but that's me when I'm happy, when I'm happy, I gain weight. So you'll see, like, if I gain weight, then you're like, oh, she's happy. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Right. Especially in Hawaii too, because our culture is about food. Like I we know, focus on it. food. As soon as you walk into somebody's house, they're like, "Yeah, eat. You hungry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> eat, eat. Yeah, get plenty of food. Go there, make one plate. Get plenty. Yeah. It's like I know there's plenty. And no be know, shame. No yeah. be shame. And <laughs> yeah, no be like that. Just eat. Just eat. Oh, you insult me. You know, eat. You know? I know. So you're just like, ah, shit. You know. So you know that. You know, in Hawaii culture, for those of you listening who aren't aware of this when we offer you food you shut the hell up and you take one bite just take one bite you don't yeah. have to eat all of it just take one bite. make a cause... small plate <laughs> yeah get one but of those dessert plate. plates and <laughs> yeah. make a plate you know but don't stand without food man because you're just irritating the shit out of the host they're like look at this fuck on they're not even yeah. eating <laughs> why do you come over then nobody like hear you talk you know i want you to know how you like my dip you know, so we're like all oh, picky. Oh man. But the thing is, Hawaii's got the best food. Yeah. Hands Hawaii down. When you yeah. go to the potlucks in Hawaii, damn, their food is the best. That is their so food true. Is the best. Oh my God. I it's just a, yeah. love Hawaiian potlucks. <laughs> yeah, it's quick tangent. It's like with the, the gastric programs, like that's what non-Hawaii residents, I guess, who moved here or military and wanted the surgery here. They yeah. freak out because they're like, I have never seen so much diverse <laughs> foods, you know, yep. at a gathering. They're like, yep. there's just so much to choose from. They're like, yep. it, it can be overwhelming. And I'm like, I know, yeah. <laughs> I know. So awesome. It's so good. It's like three oh, it's six best. foot luau tables filled with food. And then yeah. you got a separate t- uh, six foot table with dessert. You know, that's yeah. how we roll in Hawaii. We don't play games. And the we thing is, like, games. you want to eat a second plate. Yeah, you pile on the first plate, and you want to eat a second plate because it's so good. You're like, dang, I want to, I want another 
plate of this food. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> and you know you're in trouble because the host yeah. brings the microwave outside into the garage. That's when you're in trouble because you got to fucking yeah. reheat it. You're like, oh shit, she brought out the microwave. This shit's getting real. This party is going to last until tomorrow. And, and you're going to have to so eat everything. Food. Yeah. You you're have, have to, to eat take it all. home food too. Yeah. It's They'll amazing. Have the containers for you to take home. Here's foil and paper plates. Go take some home. Yeah. That's the graduation parties at the yeah. house. Yeah. When you have graduation parties at a facility, not so much. But when you have the graduation yeah. parties at the house, oh shit. Or the baby luau's, yeah. The baby luau's. And yeah. no joke. You got the uncle, you know, in charge of the OP, um, OP, but other than that, it's like everything else is up for grabs, you know? Yeah. So yeah, like some of those non uh, Hawaii uh, patients were just freaking out. They're like, man, there's just like every, <laughs> every event, there's so much food. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to make a choice now, you know? So one of the tips they gave us was bring your own, uh, plates, it's oh, like yeah. bring your own plate. You know, if you're, yeah. you know, post-surgery, it's like bring your own plate. Don't be embarrassed because that's all you can eat. You know, fill that yep. plate and call it a day because it took yep. me five years yep. to ass assimilate to a normal life, a normal um, eating style. Oh, wow. Because the first year you're eating nothing but like soft foods and, you know, you're not really introduced to much. Liquids, because you're, right? Yeah, because you're, you're yeah. eating... Um, Broth so you soup. don't damage yeah. your stomach, right? The stomach mm -hmm. is adjusting. So you don't want to feed it, uh, no, you know, spicy like oats and all this. Yeah, yeah. spice and all that. You don't do that. So for the first yeah. two years, I didn't eat meat. Yeah, uh, oh, you know, wow. it took yeah. your stomach has a hard time Ooh, digesting. That's hard. Ooh. So you got to learn, you know, you, you start off, you're like, I started off as a vegetarian after the surgery, but, but like, shit, the minute I was able to, goddamn, we're able to eat. I'm like, like, cool, pig. <laughs> yeah. I'm Give a, me that oh. hamburger steak. <laughs> I got a little nervous. I'm like, God, I have to eat like this for the rest of my. I can't start eating meat again. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> but it took me five years. It, it took a wow. long time. Wow. And then, um, you know, the remain the next five years was my commitment to the journey, mm -hmm. which is why I didn't, um, you know, gain the weight. And then you, um, your body does. Uh, and I don't know if people know this is at a certain point, your body plateaus to what's called a natural weight. So oh, wow. you're okay. going to, so if you're obese and you drop down to like, um, 175, six foot one and 175, the lowest I was, was 195. Oh, wow. And I was really, okay. really, uh, skinny and yeah, it you looks, look good. It looks great, but it's non-sustainable because your body's still in shock. Yeah. Right? It's still adjusting to the surgery, adjusting to the change. And then your body starts saying, okay, 195 was the lowest you got. Then your body's saying, okay, this is not healthy for you right now, you know, yeah. for your lifestyle, for whatever it's like, or your age, you know, your body's just saying, you know what, you're, you're not meant to be 195 naturally mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. excessive dieting and exercising and all that. It's like, you're, you're not really going to stay here. So I moved up and I landed at 225 and I was happy. Oh, wow. I had no issues yeah. with being 225. Of course, you yeah. know, your physician is like, you're still considered obese yeah. on the scale, the BMI on, scale. I was still considered yeah. obese. So they're like, oh, you need to lose weight. I'm like, fucker, I'll knock you out right now. I'm like, tell me again. <laughs> tell me again. I need to lose weight. You know, I'll slap the yeah. shit out of you. I'll slap the stupid out of you with that comment. It's like, uh, I went from three, like 380 
what down to 195 and you're telling and i plateaued at 225 and you're telling yeah. me i'm too fat you know even oh, at 225 no. i'm like you no. can kiss my dimpled ass i'm like i have no time for your <laughs> stupid medical decisions right now you're so funny <laughs> yeah i'm like i still had you know cottage cheese legs i still had the the loose arms uh, skin on the arm and all that i'm just like who are you to come in and say like this scale yeah this uh, antiquated, outdated, unethical scale yeah. is telling me that I'm still fat. And when you looked at me at 225, I didn't look fat at all. You know, I'm yeah. like, I didn't feel fat at all. I may have, um, you know, my arms and thighs were a little big, but fuck it. You know, there was extra skin. And, you know, it's just the way my, uh, I want to say, ancestral body was meant to be so i didn't have any apologies to it i'm like hey fuck off with you you know i'm like i'm not going down to 195 i'm like that was too skinny even i was like what the fuck's going on this is crazy you know i'm yeah. like i hope i i got nervous i'm like i hope i don't continue to lose weight because this looks you know, like awful yeah but, uh, you know so i'm just like hey you know uh your body will plateau at some point and that and accept that you know embrace that for a while let your body heal at that weight you know and if you maintain it if it plateaus itself for years you know like that's your healthy weight yeah and then when you're ready and you want to start taking it down a little bit more for whatever reason then go yeah. ahead but you know don't fixate on what what i call the was the shock weight yeah it's when your body was in shock and it dropped you down that low Cause that's what happened, right? You cut your stomach right. and then your body goes into shock and it shuts down and then mm -hmm. you, you don't bring in as much food, right? Cause your stomach right. is the size of golf ball. So you're not bringing in more food. So your body's in shock. And then on top of that, you're not getting nourishment. So of course you get a, you know, drop down to, you know, skin and bones. Yeah. Once that heals, that's when the weight comes back on and don't panic, you know, don't be like, Oh God, I'm losing, I'm gaining weight again. It's like, are you still exercising? Are you still right. water, watching your food? Then guess what? That's your body's way, a natural way of saying, that was a little too much for you. Let's bring you here. And it stops. It does stop. You know, people panic mm -hmm. like, oh, it's just going to keep going up. I'm like, no, at some point it stops. As long as you maintain your lifestyle, it will plateau. Right. And let your body heal. You know, stay at that weight for a little while. And then once you're healed, then, you know, figure out ways to lose that extra 20 that you're so desperately wanting to lose that you go find another way to lose that 20 by extra exercise or adjusting your food intake or food choices, but don't panic. You know, it's like, you're not a Kardashian, you know, you're not a model, you know, you're not a movie star. You're not anyone in any industry that requires you to be so goddamn real thin and perfect. You know, you came to this program for help. And you were right. successful just with to that be health. healthy, healthy yeah. and to be able to be mobile. You know, that's yeah. all that matters. Like that's really. Every that's pound a... loss is a success. You know, and yeah. some people were like frustrated, like their genetics and their, you know, that's another issue is genetically. You may not be designed to be highly successful with the surgery. Yeah. And there are people that have that problem where they thought that, oh, the surgery will help me lose the weight. It's like, unfortunately, it was your genetics, something about your makeup, how you developed into a human form is in such a way that this surgery would not apply to it. And Could they find that out before, before they did the surgery? I, I want to say they should have. And then maybe this option was to see how that could change it. Yeah. 
that's all I could think of. It's like, okay, maybe they were aware, like, oh, you know, you, you have this gene, it's not gonna, you know, and it just makes you gain weight or maintain the weight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe if we do the surgery, it could correct that and you may be able to lose the weight and keep it off. So, you know, some people take the surgery and then it was successful because again, the shock weight, the body going into shock mm-hmm. and then uh, it creeps up and then it keeps creeping up and creeping up. And then finally they're back to the normal state, but now they have this permanent surgery. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh gosh, you know, that kind of sucks for them. Um, they didn't get the goal that they wanted, you know, but they were, now they have this uh, diet restriction or consumption restriction uh, for life, you know? So it's like, okay, well, uh, you know, that stuff, I guess it's, uh, per patient. So I can't say that it is across the board, but it is per patient. You know, you really Mm got to talk to your physician about that prior to the surgery. And of course it is your choice. Yeah. You can't blame anyone. If you go in for the surgery and it doesn't work, don't blame anyone. You can't go under the knife unless you, uh, you approve, you made the choice. It's like, yeah, I want to have this surgery. Right. So it's like, yeah, you know, uh, again, that's when they would go into the sleeve. You have all these other options uh, uh, to do it. But, you know, I did the actual ruin why and, you know, to date it was successful. And then now it's my turn to um, get active again. And I think once I start being active again, I may see the weight come off again, you know, but yeah. it's up to me. It's completely up to me. Right. So uh, I have to work on that because if uh, right now, if anybody's curious and fuck you for asking, but, it, uh, you know, I am at 334. <laughs> I'm 334 pounds, 6'1", 334. Oh, right um, now? Okay. Right now, currently right now. And, you know, my goal is to, you know, correct that. Uh, like we said in previous podcasts, you know, I'm doing the keto prescription and it's not for weight loss. It's for lifestyle uh, change, like how to yeah. be better, you know, do this, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, insulin resistance specifically, I'm not insulin resistant. My daughter is. So I went into the program specifically for her. She's too young for me to feel comfortable putting her into the program. So I did it. I did it for her. Uh, so I do that to make sure that she's okay. But I know the number one cause is we're not active. We are not an Um, active family. We don't walk. We don't go to the gym. You know, we rarely go to the beach. We go to the beach on the weekends and it's my husband, not me. You mm-hmm. know, so he takes the kids and I just sit. So I know it's my fault and I know I have to do something about it. So if uh, any of the listeners are there going, oh, I don't know. It's it's us. It's <laughs> us. It's no one else. It's us. We need to get up and do the work and we don't want to. Yeah. So the weight's coming on and no matter how much, you know, cucumbers you eat, uh, you have to balance it with activity. You have so to balance it. When you eat now... I noticed because when we went out to eat that you don't eat a lot of food. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's just that you're not mobile. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Cause it's uh, like we said, the uh, food consumption is limited, you know, unless you go, the only way to expand that uh, volume is you have to gorge and purge. So during your um, post-surgical procedure, there have been people, and again, that falls back to the mental, um, uh, the mental status of the patient, you know, right. on the program, is they will eat themselves. They will just eat until they vomit, 
and then they continue oh, to eat. So yeah. the stomach expands, vomits, and then yeah. they fill it again and expands again and they vomit. Oh, and it's bigger. So then the stomach starts getting bigger and bigger to bigger. accept larger volumes. Oh. But if you listen and your body tells you, don't take that next bite. If you don't yeah. listen, you will hurt. You will physically hurt if you take another bite that you should not take. Um, I'm more that person because I'm not into sweets. My sister is the opposite. She had gastric as well. Mm-hmm. And she's way skinnier than me. But my oh, sister really? is a different story. She's a different you should, story. You should send me her picture because I don't remember. I don't remember what she looks like. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I, she was bigger so than she me. She went through gastric. Oh, she was bigger than you. And then she, she lost a lot more weight. Yeah. My sister you. had what's called the apple body. So she had skinny oh, arms okay. and legs so and she, she had a like... big torso. So she was more yeah. of a diabetic risk oh, and she loves okay. sweets. My sister oh. loves sweets. Even till today, she loves sweets. <laughs> but, um, um, you know, uh, I don't think she minds me saying this, but you know, if she doesn't, she'll yell at me, but she did have, you know, an addiction. Yeah. And, um, you know, when she had the surgery, uh, the surgery was successful, but then she, her addiction kicked back in. Oh. And so she was able to stay real thin, like till today. The only thing that's oh. diff- uh, makes her look a little, uh, on the heavier side or a little like chubby is her skin. She never had surgery. Oh. So she has all that skin still oh, uh, attached okay. to her torso. The minute yeah. she gets plastic surgery that, you know, she'll be real thin. Um, yeah. but hers was, uh, she always, she was, always had skinny legs and arms so you know she never had that yeah. bulgeness and then her torso but her torso is super skinny she just needs to remove the skin but she kept it off and then um i think her addiction uh helped her stop it you know mm-hmm. and then um she was like that for years and then now as an adult she was so um i mean now today she's so patterned to that style of limited eating and then doing the other stuff mm-hmm. that now that she's done with the other stuff, she's still patterned to that limited eating. Right. So my sister eats salads and fish like nobody's business. Wow, and I, I don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. But she loves her sweets. She'll you eat know what candy. I, I remember um, I went on like this diet where I would take a rice bowl. You know how rice bowls are really small. And mm-hmm. I would just fill that and that's all I would eat. So, cause my friend told me your stomach is the size of your fist. If you eat a lot, then you're just expanding your stomach. Right. So like I used to be able to eat a whole plate lunch by myself, you know what I mean? And then, so I started to break it down to like one thirds and I would only eat one thirds of the um, plate lunch and it shrank my stomach so that I wouldn't eat as much anymore, you know, like, because before I, and as you get older, your hormones are different. So you start yeah. to like gain more weight and you, you know, like even if you walk and all that kind of stuff, you, it's just really yeah. hard to keep the Naturally. weight off, you know what yeah. I mean? Naturally. And I used to have like such a high metabolism. I could eat a whole pizza by myself. I could eat all this kind of stuff by myself and not gain any weight, but getting older, like I noticed that I'm getting, I'm gaining the weight because I'm <laughs> eating like I used to eat. And so now I just like take that little rice bowl and I just fill it with whatever I want. You know what I mean? And I'll just eat that rice bowl. So I'll limit myself now and it does help. It does help a lot. That's what I, yeah. And it, um, I think that uh, from what I uh, remember, the stomach is the size of a football. The heart is the size of a fist. 
the oh, okay. portion that you eat should be uh, like your meat should be no bigger than the palm. Oh, okay. Um, that's the healthy balance or, you know, portion that they want to say, again, from the bullshit, you know, scale. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like that one. But um, uh, what also works now is as we get older is the intermittent fasting. Yeah, so, I do that too. So yeah. that helps too, as we get older, because we tend to eat more and more. So they're saying make, and it's in keto prescription too. It's like, you get to give your body a break. They right? said it that actually is very food. healthy for you. Intermittent, intermittent yeah. fasting is very healthy for you. Because it's letting your body break down uh, all the things that you consumed in a way that is uh, somewhat conducive to your body development. So you have the, uh, so your body just needs time, but we just keep feeding it. Yeah. So it's like, uh, and everybody is, everybody is different. You could do an eight mm -hmm. hour fast. You could do 12, you could do a 16. It's up to you, but yeah. you're not supposed to do it forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. You know, you too, you can, you can fast for a week and then stop, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm fasting. You know, how long? Oh, it's been three months. I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of excessive, you know, cause I can't even imagine, you know, but some bodies are able to do that. So to yeah. that, I say, you know, if it works for you, great. But if it doesn't, don't freak out, you know, you can do it every now and again to give your body a rest yeah. and then go back to normal and then intermittent fast again and then give your body a rest. You don't have to make it a sustainable decision, yeah. but it's there. Yeah. When you start feeling bloated fat or you feel like you put on too much weight, you know, intermittent fast. Yeah. And then you realize like, yeah, I just, I guess I'm eating too much. Yeah. And your body's telling you you're eating too much, slow down, or I need time to digest. And then once I'm done digesting, let's go back to normal. You know, um, yeah. that's kind of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. But um, yeah, that's a little bit of, you know, the post surgery, you know, at least the first five years or such, you know, this is uh, a process this is a very big process. Mm -hmm. That's why we did this uh, it's a podcast. Good, big it's commitment too, right? It is. It's for yeah. life. Um, it's not. Uh, and if you do gain weight, you know, don't feel that it's the end, you know, because yeah. you can still that that surgery is permanent. You could still utilize it. It's still there. It's just, you need to figure out what you're doing wrong and then make that correction. And if it is, yep. you know, you, the end of the road with the surgery, then it's the end of the road with surgery. You know, I can't answer that for you. Mm -hmm. uh, only you can, but in the meantime, it's like, don't give up. You know, if you fall, uh, fell and you feel like you're not being successful, go back to the program, go back to mm -hmm. the workshops, go back to the, uh, the follow-up meetings and all that and start listening. You know, something might resonate with you and go like, ah, shit. Yeah. I'm not doing that. So mm -hmm. I need to go back and do that. Or, and then you look at your house and you look at what you have in it. Do you have a lot of sweets? Get yeah, it out of your house. Right you know, if you got a lot of, of fatty yeah. foods, like get it out of your house. Do yeah. you have free time and you're just sitting in front of your phone watching TikTok? Then get out of your house, you know, yeah. get up and get moving. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I it's, think there, it, There's still hope, you know, and if you're looking at, you know, finding another surgery to replace the surgery, uh, don't, you know, my, my thought to you is don't, you know, try yeah. and revisit the program again. And if yes. you can't commit to that re you know, review of the program again, go back and do the program again. You know, it's like, keep yeah. going back to the program. Cause it's a, me it's a mentality thing. You're choosing yeah. not to accept that data, that information, that knowledge to make the changes necessary for you to have a permanent lifestyle. 
uh, and you're you're just focused on the surgery. Just keep going back to the program. You know, in if something's going to click, yeah. When it does, you know, then you realize like, oh, you know, I didn't need the surgery. No, you don't. You know, for some people, no, you don't. Other people, it may work, but I don't know. But give it a chance. Give it a shot. Go back. You know, yeah. like, this is a, a a part of our lives that we can go back. You know, most things is just uh, now moving forward. Uh, with this surgery, you can go backwards. You can go back and start again. You know, it's like, yeah. just figure it out. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this information was helpful because I've been rambling on for about an hour now. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, wow, that, I'm yapping like nobody's, you know, business. This is a TED talk, no. by the way, where I'm just going to change my background. It's going to say TED talk and not create Saturday's <laughs> podcast. For me no, this, this actually helped out a lot. I mean, I, I understand it more. And for me, I'm, I don't really need it. You know, I, I've known of certain people who have done it and a couple of the people I, I know one girl, she did not gain back all the weight, but she did gain back a bunch of weight. The other girl, I don't know um, how she's doing right now, but I do know that one of the things that was happening was the hair loss that they were experiencing was hair loss and it was hard for them to grow hair. So like one, my one friend, she actually had to put extensions in her hair because it wouldn't go grow past her shoulders. So oh, yeah. 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 But I think that's, yeah, that's the individual. There's a nourishment issue there. Yeah. Uh, so maybe she needs to take a little bit more supplements or something, but that, or you vitamins, know, that yeah. requires uh, more details. Yeah. That's when they start digging yeah. into themselves and look at holistic means for that too. Cause sometimes, you know, traditional Western medicine is not the answer for some of these ailments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so be broad with yeah. your approach to your, in your issues. You know, we always go to our primaries, you know, primary care physicians and all that, but sometimes you can look around, you know, don't, you know, we do know that there's a lot of host, holistic medicine that can help as well. Yes. So with hair loss, you know, I would say look, shop around, don't go yep. to one physician. Oh, bless yep. their hearts. Yeah. It's a, it's a road folks. Yeah. It's a road. <laughs> so don't feel bad. Yeah. And if you're going to make the commitment, commit and yeah, if you're thinking about it away from it, email us, you know, we'll be yep. happy to answer, you know, I can answer whatever I know and, uh, you know, help you guys out with your, your journey. Cause it's, um, yeah, it, right now it's so readily available. So if you need more data, you need more, you know, reasoning to just ask questions, you know, and we're right. one of those resources. Yes. And creates happiness at gmail.com. Mahalo for joining us and yes. join us again next week. Aloha. Next week. Aloha. Well, good, goodbye. Goodbye. Is that okay? That's fine. Goodbye. Mahalo for listening to Creates Happiness Podcast with Nadine, MJ, and Marnie. Tune in every Friday and let us know what you think. If you have any questions, show topics, hit us up at createshappinesspodcast at gmail.com. That's Create Happiness with a Y.